Scott Drew joining us. Aaron, see if you can clear it for us to kind of keep Scott a little bit uh, longer here. Uh, but, uh, Coach, uh, how's practice going, man? I, I, uh, I, you know I like to come down there and try to peek in and see what you guys are up to. But, boy, always exciting this time of year when you have everybody together, you're back in school. How are you and how excited was everybody about the, uh, about the schedule? Well, everyone's excited that, uh, uh, well, maybe I shouldn't say that. I don't know if the players are excited that we get to practice four hours now. But um, <laughs> the, staff, the staff is excited we get to practice four hours. And uh, uh, um, I, I can tell you that uh, uh, so far this year, and people, I, I know it's, there's a little misconception because it's like, hey, you started practice today. I mean, first of all, in Division One. There's never an off season. You're doing something all the time. You're just limited on the amount of time you can do it. So we've been practicing all since June. Um, but at the same time, it's great to be able to go more in depth now that we're up to 20 hours a week instead of eight hours a week. Yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be that in depth. I like it. You've got a young team. It's an exciting team. Uh, the four hours they might not love, but I just think the competition, everything that y'all are able to do, uh, this is going to be this going to be a lot of fun. Now the report out today was I think you met with some of the media and that Jacoby uh, did have a broken nose, better now than during the season, and you'll have to get one of those brace. They have some, or one of those masks. They've got some good ones, Scott. Those black ones are always kind of fun and a little bit intimidating looking. So are you guys going to have like a mask overnighted and then he'll be ready to jump right back into practice? And by the way, who Man. I mean, this is a this is a huge big time player who who delivered the elbow? Who are we blaming for this broken nose? <laughs> well, I can tell you the good thing is we have uh, competitive practices and everybody competes. Those things happen. Obviously, it wasn't intentional. Um, the good thing is. Uh, Jacoby is one tough nut. If it was up to him, he would have practiced today. But uh, um, we got to wait till he gets the mask in, and then he'll be back in practicing with us as well. All right. What did you think about the Foster Pavilion uh, opening against Cornell, 2nd of January? Now that it's out there, we all know it. You've probably known this for a little while now. But how fun is that to think about opening that place and and do you find yourself you know driving over there uh putting on the hard hat peeking inside what's um i I bet that was kind of exciting when you were able to share that news with everybody yeah and 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 the great thing is it gives us one game before conference so if Mm. the lights don't work proper if there's any (laughs) other malfunctions we figure it out before conference play and cornell uh, uh has got a great tradition so that should be a, a good test for us to get us ready for conference. But uh, like everybody, we'll be really excited to be in the pavilion. Yeah, and uh, what a home court advantage it's hopefully going to be. Uh, I don't know much about Cornell, Ivy League. You know, you've seen some great players come out of there, but people are going to be uh, so excited about it. Now, how do you break down the schedule? You have you know about all these other games. Y'all got some great tests coming up. You know, early in the season, your non-conference is stacked with some of these trips that you take. But but how do you kind of, when you get that conference schedule, do you kind of get in there with all the coaches and you all start kind of pouring over things and, and comparing notes? Like, at first blush, 
what did uh, what did you think? Did you think, hey, this is fair? I'm sure there are areas of it you're like, I don't like that trip to where we have to go from West Virginia to Provo, you know, all that kind of stuff. But what at first blush, what did you think of it? Well, at first blush is just what I think every year in the Big 12, and that is, oh, snap, this is a tough schedule. But mm-hmm. that's why it's the best conference in America. There are no off nights. There are no easy games. So uh, um, that's the great thing about being in the Big 12. Um, the tough thing is, like, like, like you said, you look at it and you're like, man, that's a tough stretch. That's a tough stretch. That's a tough game. And, again, that's what makes you uh, in the best conference in the country and makes it so exciting. Um, with, with the one thing with, uh, uh, travel, obviously, um, people are all going to travel greater distances and, um, having, having, uh, uh, players that take care of their body and get the sleep they need and, and do the right things, uh, definitely will have an advantage coming into conference play. All right. And then, um, uh, to open co- the, your home, with BYU, Coach Pope, we kind of watched him over the years, and you got a trip to Provo. I think that's interesting. Right away, establishing BYU as one of your double games. Now, some people, including me, you know, I kind of like that K-State matchup. They were great last year. You and Jerome, uh, very, very close friends. How do you look at that when you see uh, it's got to be weird? You're used to playing all these teams like Iowa State's the same way play them twice every year. Now you only get them once. Is that kind of like a, a fist pump? You're glad about that, or are you a little bit down about that? Well, um, if you want me to be honest, every coach would rather play everybody twice, but that's not possible. So mm-hmm. at the end of the day, the conference is going to do their best to make sure it's equitable and uh, um, and then uh, let the chips fall where they may because uh, every team's good. Um, the one blessing of a 10-team league in basketball was you played everybody home and away. Um, again, in football, you never got that. So it doesn't matter. No other Power Five have that either. So it's all equal. All right. And what do you think about, Scott, the conference tournament? Is there a double buy? Am I reading that correctly? There's a double buy situation for the top four teams in the conference um, that seems, um, that's a, that's a new thing. What do you, uh, what do you make of that situation? I think it's great if you're one of those teams to get it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's, that's the obvious goal. <laughs> yeah. And, in the conference tournament, you know, sometimes, uh, y'all have done great in the past. Sometimes you haven't, uh, that would be yeah. nice though, to get the, uh, get the double buy get a little extra rest there. Uh, the end of the season, take a peek at that with me. Um, how do you like, I mean, that KU-Texas thing, and then, by the way, finishing at Texas Tech, no easy deal there uh, to have to go to Lubbock there at the end of the season. Grant comes in February 6th. How do you think see that playing out? I mean, March 2nd and 4th, you've got a Saturday game against KU and big Monday against Texas. The great thing is, you're home for those. But, boy, that's backloaded with what could be some loaded teams. What did you make of that when you saw it? Well, I, like you said, uh, tough stretch. But I, I looked throughout the, the conference schedule and said it's all hard. So, um, a, a lot of times you, you might see a number in front of a team and you're like, oh, they're ranked. But as you know, you've covered the Big 12 for so long. Um, 
seven different teams, maybe eight or nine will be ranked at different times. Mm-hmm. Bottom line is they're all hard. They all got tough environments. I mean, uh, uh, Cincinnati, uh, going back to the Huggins days, always been hard to play there. BYU, it's known for uh, 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 how exuberant their crowd is. Uh, Houston, we all know Kelvin and how tough it is to play there. And then Central Florida, uh, for those that don't know, Coach Dawkins does a great job. And it's always, basketball is always the hardest sport to win on the road. And that's because of the fans and the proximity of the fans. And believe it or not, officials are human and uh, they, the fans have an impact on them and the visiting team mm-hmm. and the home team. So um, all of it is, and, and, but you know what, if you're a fan, you love it. Every game you're like, all right, we got to play well to win. And you don't know if they're going to win where some, sometimes in, in other sports you, you, you might watch, you're like, hey, we're going to win this easy. And it's not as, it's not it's, College basketball, it's parody night in and night out. All right, and how fun was it, Scott Drew, to have Keontae back the other night in front of that packed house, UT Baylor playing, and uh, Keontae George honored for freshman uh, player of the year in the Big 12. Uh, That's kind of neat. He's already got everybody in Utah excited. I think people already think, well, he probably should have gone before 16 in the draft. But what is it now, three players in a row or is it four i may pad the stats a little bit but top 16 players in the nba lottery i would hope your recruits see that and that that sort of makes an impact on their decisions well if you look at it everyone likes winning and the winning is power five program in the last four years and then uh we're the only team to have three players drafted in the top 16 in the last three years so if you like uh, uh pros if you like winning and at the same time, since 2011, um, they were football, men's and women's basketball is still the winningest program in the country um, going in this year by more than 58 games over the second place team. So a lot of success in Waco. You've helped mm-hmm. a lot with that. The fans have helped a lot with that. And we've all been blessed to have uh, great players that have put on uh, the green and gold. Yeah, I wish you would talk more about what kind of what I've done. If you would expound on that, I think that would be a. <laughs> I I uh, I I we have watched all it all. We know what you've done, my man. The MVP. Let's go. <laughs> hey, how are, how are um, in these practices? Give us a peek. Miro was gone for a while. International star that he is. He had to go help his his home country, uh, the Finns. And um, I mean, he's a you know he's he's a, he's a great player. But like, what's it been like getting everybody in practice? Ray J, and then of course that that trip y'all took. I don't think I've gotten to talk to you since that. I know uh, you probably enjoyed some of the cuisine and the sightseeing, but y'all did get to go out there and play games. I mean, I, y'all came home and people were raving about some of your big big people. I mean, and your French speaking people, by the way. Some of your big guys uh, were able to to help y'all, and they're in France, but. What what was it like watching some of your young players in that environment, and then how you know have they brought it back to campus now that you are in there competing and practicing? Well, um, iron sharpens iron, and the best way to get better is in college. You practice more than you play. So, if you have competitive uh, uh, practices and you have good depth in practices, it mm-hmm. makes you improve and get better every day. And that's why for uh, our coaching staff. It's important not to just find talented players, 
but more importantly, players that fit your culture, they're going to compete and people are going to want to play with and play against every day. Because if you take the day off and don't go hard, I don't get better. But if you go hard, I have mm-hmm. to go hard to get better or I get embarrassed. And there's days when all of us feel like not going as hard. Does this thing with Eve and Miro and Jacoby, could this end up being like one of your greatest classes ever? I mean, from a ranking standpoint, it's got to be way up there. And then it seems like all these guys are ready to, uh, you know, you're used to redshirt players occasionally. You still do it. Yeah. But I don't think you're going to be doing it with any of these guys. Uh, and uh, I'll tell you, I, that was, uh, I mean, the stuff I keep hearing about Eve, it is, uh, and, 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 and some of your other players too, but those three in particular, what kind of impact do you think they could have this season and just kind of on the program as a whole? Well, I can tell you that uh, um, as talented as they are in basketball, I'm more excited about them even as young men. I mean, all three of them are outstanding young men, great representatives of Baylor University, all about the right things. And uh, you win a lot of games, and you can be proud of a program to have those three on it. I can promise you that. All right, but uh, but it's going to be fun. And, and are you seeing some of that? You guys are broken noses in practice. Jaden was going to provide huge defense. I know you're excited about him. Is that is that what is that showing up in practice? The competitiveness, and then you you wanted the defense to take a step this season and get back to the Baylor culture of playing defense. Are the bones there for that to occur? Uh, and, and kind of what are you seeing so far on that front? Well, well, to start with, we, we have more size and more length, and we, we all know that does uh, uh, help, um, and the NBA puts onus on that for a reason. Um, the, set, the second thing is uh, for the guys coming back, they're better defensively than they were last year, and them understanding the importance of defense is, is translated to the, to the rest of the team. And then the last thing is the new guys – they understand for them to reach their goals and dreams, they got to be two-way guys. And uh, defensively, obviously, if you're elite defensively, God's blessed you with uh, uh, some great talents and abilities. It's either size, length, strength, quickness, anticipation, whatever. But have some heart and toughness and grit about you. you got to want to defend. And that's half the battle. And uh, – uh, a lot of people want to score 20. Not a lot of people want to get in the stance. So um, that's why people with winning uh, uh, and competitiveness usually uh, 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 characteristics usually do a better job on the defensive end. And, you know, right. you know, you know, last year um, we were unbelievable on the offensive end. And in the Big 12, we faced some of the best offenses in the country. So that had – some of the things to do with, with our defensive uh, uh, numbers as well. Um, the competition always always uh, makes you look better or worse than you might be. All right, Scott, let's make sure we bring this new PA guy over from the Farrell Center, all right? I kind of like him. Uh, that's kind of exciting. And, and that, some of those environments at the Farrell last year, I think you and I saw each other after one of them especially – and some of the chants, I thought, wait, what, what's going on here? Um, it was a pretty tough for some of those teams, including the Jayhawks. So 
let's bring some of that over to this uh, this new place because that's going to be important, isn't it, Scott, to quickly establish uh, and hopefully the thing's built and fans are going to be on top of the players. But, you know, you don't want everybody in there just kind of staring at the ceiling and so mesmerized by the place that they don't kind of go crazy. So I, I wanted you to give you a chance to make the pitch to the fans to get out there and get those season tickets and, and start getting the mindset for um, – for this environment well the good thing is i don't know if there's any seats left so the tickets have been bought and if there are you, you, mm-hmm. you're fortunate or blessed if you still can get them the second thing is uh it, i've been inside that and that that environment is gonna it's just acoustically gonna be a lot louder than the feral center and the feral center is great but acoustically you're not moving unless you're getting something better and we're gonna definitely get something better um what i love is fans that are passionate about winning, you actually make a difference. And I say you can watch a game or you can affect the game. And we've been blessed over the years. We don't win like we've won without the fan support we've had. Can players and teams get better? Absolutely. So uh, I guess that means fans too. I mean, if you need an extra uh, a shot of caffeine, if it's, if it's two shots of espresso in your coffee before the game, mm-hmm. um, whatever it is, um, you bring the noise, and we'll try to give you a lot of things to cheer for. Together, hopefully, we get a lot of wins. Yeah, some people just heard you say shots, that not the shots of coffee part. <laughs> yeah, the shots of coffee. Yeah, definitely the espressos. <laughs> you, you, you want to put – I mean, we're, we're, it could be Dr. Pepper, whatever caffeine yes. Yes. you need. Yeah. Um, and, and, and the good thing is with, with uh, uh, the new pavilion, people are going to come in from out of town. Or yeah. even in town, and guess what they're going to do? They're going to go to dinner, and after dinner, they're going they're going to be ready to go to a game and have a lot of fun cheering on the Baylor Bears. Yeah, that landing place, you know, Brazos Landing, it's just walking distance. There'll be a lot of cool places to go. The city of Waco is doing a great job. It'll be a really nice environment. I just hope Brett Yormark doesn't get involved and in, and in try to move the media up even higher, like he did at the Big Twelve. Uh, <laughs> I <laughs> he had us up well, in the I cheap trust, seats. I trust I trust Brett with whatever he comes up with. But I can tell you, you don't even have to worry about walking from Brazos Landing. I heard rumor is there's going to be a boat. That... Oh, Scott, you're kidding! Go, you know, a little barge, a party barge, or something that could take us over. Hey, hey, everything in Waco is booming now. I'm just telling you, we're going yeah. next level with this. Where else can you take a boat, have dinner, and go over on a boat to a game? That's what I'm talking about. Okay, we used to have something called the Brazos Queen, and I think that thing's like shipwrecked, shipwrecked in Rockwall or something. We may have to go get it and 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 bring it back. But uh, hey, Scott, I appreciate it. I know you had practice today, but I, I was, you know, I, I these schedules. I obsess about it. I'm afraid more than you do. I've looked at this thing. I've got the trouble spots. I've got the good spots in the schedule. So I, I certainly know you don't need my notes, but just know I've been I've been pouring over it all day, all right? Well, we appreciate you, sir. Thank you for all you do for Baylor University and Baylor basketball. I appreciate you. Scott Drew, head coach of the Baylor Bears. There he goes.